Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, Akil Stokes here. Welcome back to another episode of the Trading Coach Podcast. Thank you as always for joining me. If you guys are brand new, I am a Forex trader, trading coach, as well as one of the co-founders over at tier1trading.com. And this is a podcast that I release three times a week. It is available on every podcasting and music streaming app, as well as YouTube. Do me a big favor if you guys are listening to this on uh, iTunes, please leave me a rating or a review. That is a massive help in helping me grow the show. We're consistently ranked very, 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 very high on the list um, of top podcasts, both in the Forex category, the trading category, and also sneaking up there in the, the upper hundreds of uh, business and investing as well. So that's uh, pretty cool. Also, if you're interested in any free education trading-wise, make sure you head over to our website, www.tier1trading.com. We have a bunch of free webinars and workshops you can sign up for that will help you get on track with your trading. Now, in today's episode, I want to read you an article and and, kind of give my perspective on this. I haven't done this in in a while, but I I try to read a lot. Um, And I love just seeing headlines and then reading something for the first time. Uh, especially when I'm doing a podcast here, that way you get kind of a, you know, I don't like doing these kind of pre-recorded or I don't like thinking of my ideas. I want you to get the the, the raw emotion, the raw thoughts that come out um, when I when I go through articles such as this. And I found this article uh, written by Benjamin Hardy. I'll, I'll throw a link in the in the show notes called "One Behavior Separates the Successful from the Average." And it goes as following. A certain farmer had become old and ready to pass his farm down to one of his two sons. When he brought his sons together to speak about it, he told them the farm will go to the younger son. The older son was furious. What are you talking about? He fumed. The father said patiently or sat patiently thinking. Okay, the father said, I need you to do something for me. We need more stocks. Will you go to CB's farm and see if he has any cows for sale? The older son shortly returned and reported, Father, CB has six cows for sale. The father graciously thanked the older son for his work. He then turned to the younger son and said, I need you to do something for me. We need more stocks. Will you go to CB's farm and see if he has any cows for sale? The younger son did as he was asked. And a short while later, he returned and reported, Father, CB has six cows for sale. Each cow will cost 2,000 rupees. If we are thinking about buying more than six cows, 
CB said he will be willing to reduce the price to 100. CB also says that they are getting a very special uh, Jersey cows next week. If we aren't in a hurry, it may be good to wait. However, if we need the cows urgently, CB said he could deliver the cows tomorrow. The father graciously thanked the younger son for his work. He then turned to the older son and said, that's why your younger brother is getting the farm. Successful people initiate. Most people only do what they are asked, only doing the minimum requirement. They need specific instructions on most things they do. Conversely, those who become successful are anxiously engaged in a good cause. They don't need to be managed in all things. They don't just do the job. They do it right and complete. They also influence direction for how certain ideas and projects go. Most importantly, those who become successful initiate. They reach out to people, ask questions, make recommendations, offer to help, and pitch their ideas. Being successful requires being proactive and not waiting for life to come to you. It means you're on offense, not defense. You're active, not passive. In every organization, there are a select few employees who would be difficult to replace. For the most part, most people are like the, other, uh, the older son Excuse me, in the story. Most people could be easily replaced. Most people are passive and reactive. They require specific instructions. They need to be governed and managed in all things. Initiation, uh, initiation also, or all, excuse me, initiation, initiation, yeah, initiation always involves some degree of risk. You're putting yourself out there and there is a chance you could fail. Conversely, doing only what you're told entails no risk and carries no responsibility. It's playing it safe. Conclusion. Are you an initiator? You absolutely can be. But if not, one thing is for certain. Life isn't going to wait for you. Now, this was a, you know, I, just taking it in right now. I agree with this 100, 100%. And I think, I, think, I think it's first important that we understand that everyone isn't going to be an initiator, right? Just, and I, I think everyone can, um, but no matter what we do, everyone in the world isn't going to be an entrepreneur. And if you think about it, the world wouldn't even work if everyone was an entrepreneur because that entrepreneur would have no employees to work for them. So I, I, I never like saying it's a, it's a positive or a negative if, if you have the business mindset, if you are an entrepreneur. I know a lot of people out there say you have to think this way. You, you don't. There's nothing wrong with wanting to be an employee, with being a passive person, being a kind of a, you know, a, a soldier. And I hope I don't offend anyone in, in, in kind of saying, but, but someone maybe on the, the front line that just takes instructions instead of being like a, a general or, or something like that who, who's giving them. Um, everyone is needed. Everyone plays a part, right? The world is one big machine and every small little gear helps make that machine run. But... If you want to be more, if you want to venture outside of that comfort zone, and, and especially in, in trading, which uh, becoming a trader is essentially becoming an, an entrepreneur, um, you have to be different. You can't be that passive person. You can't sit back and wait for success to come to you because it's not going to happen. You know, I, I was uh, in a discussion with a, a trader on Twitter the other day after a, a quote I shared comparing 
athletes to, to traders. And I think there are some very good similarities between the two. Um, if you want to be an athlete at the professional level, you need a you need a certain type of mindset. You can't just have the mindset of I'm just going to do enough and that's going to get me to the highest level. No, you have to be assertive. You have to be out there. You have to do something to separate yourself um, from the others. And there's also a very, 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 very high failure rate um, of athletes. And, 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 you know, I should say failure rate in making it to the top level. And the same exists in trading. Right, we always hear about ninety percent of traders fail. Uh, many professionals that I've spoken to in the industry would argue that that number is even higher. It's probably like ninety-five percent, um, but it, it, it's only a very select few make it to that advanced level. And the ones that make it there are the ones that are assertive. Right, I've luxury of dealing with you know hundreds of thousands of traders. Um, in my career as a coach, and, and that's not just in, in traders I've worked with personally, but also traders that I've just seen on the internet, right? I'm very social for you guys that are that are, you know, out there wondering. I mean, if you if you catch me on social media, if you catch me in person, you ask me a question, I have no problem answering it, right? There's there's nothing to hide. Um, and I, I deal with going back to that 95% of traders fail. You can imagine the the type of stuff I deal with on a normal basis. Um, but I say this because I have a very good feel for who's going to be successful and who's not going to be successful. I can typically tell within the first week of working with a trader, uh, typically within the first conversations, um, how successful they're going to be. And I'll tell you what, it has nothing to do with skill level. I can I can most likely tell you your success rate before we even get onto a chart. And it's really about how you carry yourself, right? I'm speaking to a trader right now on the chat, right? These are, these are the, we have a, a chat over at Tier 1 Trading where our traders interact. We have a great community, all that fun stuff. Uh, by the way, if you do end up taking the 14-day the trial, first thing I encourage you to do is get on the chat. That's the, the best possible thing you can do. But I was, I was speaking to a trader right now uh, on the chat who, uh, you know, who had a question about backtesting. And backtesting is the process of going through historical data, testing your system and strategy to make sure it works, right? And there's, there's two typical ways you can backtest um, and imagine everything. There's two extremes, I guess you can say, and everything in between. There are, there's the bare bones way, right? You can backtest the, the bare bone minimum of what you need to, to see if something works or doesn't work, right? You can imagine with the bare bones, you're gonna have very limited information and data acquired, you're gonna get a story, but you're gonna get a very vague story. Then on the other end of the scale, you can be someone that is kind of super intense, right? There's a, a, a young lady I work with, she'll be happy to hear that I called her a young lady, who has basically been back testing for the better part of what, two years. And the reason she's doing it, or maybe a year I should say, um, is because she's looking into every single detail, every single nook and cranny because she wants every single, possible question answered. And the trader that I'm talking to on the chat was asking a question. He said, hey, I, I know I went through the course material and you know you're you're, you're explaining through back testing and I, I saw the example in the spreadsheet and all the things that you're you're collecting, all the data points and whatnot. Um, but I was thinking about testing this as well. And by just that one question, that tells me that this trader is is taking the initiative. Right? He's not sitting back and, and just doing just enough. He's going over and, 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 and beyond. He's thinking with his mind, right? Thinking with his mind, right? He's thinking with his mind 
what else can I test? What else can I do? What other questions do I want answered? And those are the traits of the successful people, right? Those are the traits of, of those who are going to put themselves beyond others. And, and nothing, again, nothing to do with the skill of a trader. This trader can be the worst technician ever. That's a skill. You can easily get better of a skill, but it's the mindset, it's the drive that is really going to separate you. And just like in the story I just I just read, you know, look at the two brothers, right? The older brother did just enough. The younger brother went and did more, and he's the one that's getting the farm. And I even think back to myself, and it's weird. I, I I've always I used to think of myself as a very lazy person, and I, I guess uh, I guess I probably you know for things I don't care about, let's I do the bare minimum, right? I, I'm kind of weird, right? I, I well, I guess, no, I'm not weird. This is the way it should be, right? You should only, my goal in life is to only do things that I want to do, right? My goal in life is to fill my life with things that I want to do, um, things that make me happy and things that will make others happy, right? So it's no uh, no surprise that, you know, earlier in life, you know, going through school and stuff, like in, in high school, if there was a, a subject, even in college, if there was a subject I didn't really find interesting, I didn't really like, I would just do just enough, Um However, in the subjects that I really cared about, I went above and beyond. And I remember this funny story about an internship I had. And I've told this story before. I say I was the best internship, uh, the best intern this guy ever had, um, mainly because I got him coffee. And it was funny because I was doing your normal intern things and, and you know, you're writing this, you're reviewing this, you're, you know, blah, 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 all the, the silly paperwork, the grunt work that they make interns do. And one of my jobs was to get coffee, right? Thomas would ask me, right? He would say, hey, Akil, uh, do you mind getting me a, a cup of coffee? I said, okay, you know, and, and, and I'd give him the coffee. This is actually what started my coffee addiction, right? Curse him. Uh, but I would get his coffee, right? Next day, you know, same thing. I'd get his coffee in the morning, get his coffee in the afternoon. Um, and I started thinking to myself, right? I'd say, I started just taking mental notes, just being aware of, okay, well, at nine o'clock, right, Thomas always walks into his office, nine o'clock, he comes in and he asks me for his coffee. And I ask him, how do you want your coffee? And he says, black or black with one sugar, whatever he said at the time, right? And then I get him his coffee and he come back and blah, blah. And same thing would happen at like one o'clock, right? So I started putting two and two together. And instead of just being the person that would wait until he came in to grab his uh, coffee, you know what I started doing? Who can guess? Guess right now. Come on, I want you to say it, say it. Be that crazy person on the on the train or in your car talking while listening to a podcast. Be that person. I dare you. <laughs> I'm that person all the time. I, I, I brainstorm out loud. I'm like, what are you talking about? But I started getting his coffee before he asked. 8.55, I'd waddle over. I'd get the coffee and, and, and present it to him at his desk right before 9 o'clock, before he even got a chance to get up. 12.55, I'd go over, make some more coffee, bring it to his desk before one, even before he had a chance to get up. Guess who got the job offer at the end of his internship? Me. And it was a full-time position. I, I didn't end up taking it because, again, I just told you, I only want to fill my life doing stuff I want to do, and I didn't want to do that. I wanted to trade and want to coach track. So I turned down the job offer, but I'm pretty sure like my performance with my internship wasn't better than anyone else's. I wasn't doing anything special. I was writing articles and, and setting up presentations and it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, not rocket science I was doing. Um, I was just doing something that anyone with a high school degree can do. But what he liked in me was my initiative. 
instead of waiting for him to tell me what to do, I paid attention, I followed the patterns, and I went out there and I did it. And people like that are successful because people like that are going to allow you to grow, right? When you're at a company, you just do the same thing, right? If you're doing the same thing, you're, you're going to get past, right? The, the world is forever evolving, right? Again, going back to a, a, a sports analogy because I love it. You know, basketball is a great sport right now where the big man, the, the classic Shaquille O'Neal type big man where you're, you're 7'2", 3 whatever, 350 or 330 in the paint, that doesn't exist anymore. It's the Steph Curry world now where everyone's shooting threes. You're shooting the ball from as far back as possibly can, right? The big man now, your 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 extraterrestrials like Kevin Durant, you know, your seven two uh slim reapers, seven two skinny people shooting threes and dribbling dribbling the ball like a guard, right? That's the new age of the NBA. If you're seven foot and you can't move, there's no place for you in this game anymore. So People have to change their game. Damian Lillard is another basketball player, underrated basketball player. You know, he's he, he kind of got famous this past year for taking this game-winning shot. And this game-winning shot, imagine it, shoot, he, he shot it from basically half court. And everyone said, oh, it was a lucky shot. It was a bad shot. That's why I didn't guard him. And he went back and he said, no, that's something I work on every day in practice. Steph Curry works on that half-court shot every day at practice. Why? Because they see the game getting further and further away from the rim. So they're working on mastering that longer shot before it becomes the norm. They're taking the initiative. Hey, I don't want to be late to the trend. I don't want to wait until this already happens and I got I to gotta work to kind of catch up and, and stay with it. No, I, w- I want to be the first ones out there. And that's one of the reasons they become so successful. So I, I'm pretty sure I got that job offer because... He saw the initiative. He said, this is someone that's not just going to sit back and, and, and just be told what to do. He's going to think. He's going to develop. And trading is no different, right? I did a podcast. Uh, I, don't, I don't know when this one will be released. But I, believe, I believe it was episode 202 where I, I talked about how to know when it's time to, to change your trading style. And for the longest time, I didn't take any initiative in my trading. I, I sat back and... You know, I just, I, I had a strategy. I, I tested it. It worked. I assumed it was going to work that way forever. But as I got more experience in the market, I started to notice how, hey, market conditions change, right? Economic conditions change. And if I want to stay successful in trading, I can't just play catch up. I can't just wait until I'm, I'm going broke and then try to figure out what's, what's, what's wrong and fix it. No, I have to take the initiative. I have to make decisions in my trading that allow me to evolve so I can handle different market conditions. I have to, I, I just can't be a counter trend trader. I have to learn how to trade trend continuation. I have to learn how to trade breakouts. I have to learn how to make these adjustments, right? If I want to be one step ahead of the market. So just as successful people in general have that trait of, of taking the initiative, I think it's it's I think it's mandatory in trading. I mean, if you think about our whole process, IPDE, identify, predict, decide, execute, what are we doing? We're making predictions in the market. We we are attempting to stay one step ahead of the market at all times. We're attempting to get in a bullish position before the market goes bullish. That's the only way we're going to profit if we're in it before it happens. 
if we're taking actions more like a rookie trader, where we wait until the breakout, we wait until the market has gone bullish, and then we enter the trade, what do you think is going to happen? We're going to get involved just in time for the decline, just in time for the reversal. And while another trader out there is going to capture all the wins, we're going to be stuck with all the losses.